Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. It's winter and the weather is crap. It sucks. It's dark. It's cold. It's raining. Sometimes I don't even feel like leaving the house. Even with something as simple and fun as going to a movie theater, winter has sucked the life out of it. But luckily, it's 2017, guys, and there's Voodoo. V-U-D-U. That's Voodoo. Voodoo lets you stream movies anytime from anywhere, your phone, your iPad, your tablet, your laptop, and obviously on your smart TV, Xbox, and PlayStation, and things like your Roku or even your Blu-ray player. Get with the program, people. Forget the theater. You got people who won't shut up during the movie. People are hacking, coughing up a lung behind you. It's a mess. Voodoo has over 100,000 movies and TV shows, including Beats, Rhymes, and Life, Maybe that sounds familiar to you. It should. I directed it. I'm so happy that my stuff is on Vudu. Yeah, I checked it out. So what? On Vudu, you get to rent and own just what you want. No monthly subscriptions, nothing to return, and no late fees. And it's free to sign up. All right, for a limited time, just for I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast listeners, Vudu is giving you 20% off your first movie or TV show with the code Rappaport. Just go to voodoo.com, V-U-D-U.com forward slash movie credits, voodoo.com forward slash movie credits, enter in the code and bingo. The discount will be applied to your next purchase. Use the promo code Rappaport, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. This is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Ah, oh my goodness. 
this is a uh, it's been a fantastic week for the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Uh, this episode will live on in infamy. Um, but if you're real time in these episodes in 2017, the month of February, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, it's been rough, rugged, and rogue for the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Um, the great Ron Perlman, actor. Uh, Ron Perlman, 2020, running for president, 2020. Um, then we had uh, a straight fire episode with me and G Moody. Last name rhymes with duty. And then, of course, we had an emergency episode, uh, Free Oakley, Free Charles Oakley. Um, I'm in a Free Charles Oakley hangover. That whole situation put me and every other New Yorker, along with the snowstorm, which ironically has been named Hurricane Oakley in New York City. Um, It's time to rest. Um, The fallout of the Oakley situation has been crazy. I, I I had a feeling that 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 situation was gonna, I don't know, be like one of these stories, these hot button stories, just because who he is, what he meant to New York, the way it happened, and so on and so on. Um, after the emergency podcast, LeBron James went on uh, Instagram. Uh, it's interesting that the greatest basketball player uh, in this era. Uh, goes on Instagram, and he posted a, a picture of Charles Oakley with hashtag mood, meaning like he was in an Oakley type of mood. Um, funny thing is, is the next day he said he was going to sit out uh, a game, which is <laughs> so not a hashtag mood thing that Charles Oakley would do. Um, within these 24 hours, I was on the uh, Colin Cowherd show and Undisputed with my man Skip Bayless, Skip Fonzarelli and Shannon Sharp. And I pointed that out that uh, if you're going to talk about Charles Oakley, uh, first of all, you have nothing in common with him other than the fact that you're both from Cleveland, along with Bobby Womack. Shout out to Bobby Womack. Turns out that Charles uh, LeBron James wind up playing in the game. He's listening to the Iron Rappaport Stereo podcast. He's playing in the game. Okay, he played against OKC. He... Uh, he didn't sit it out. I, 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 listen, I'm not saying I did it on purpose. I'm not saying uh, I didn't, but he didn't sit out the game. Okay, you want to you be like Mike? You want to be like Oak? You need to get out there and play every game. D-Wade and Chris Paul also chimed in on, on the whole thing, said that they thought it was disgusting the way the Garden and the Knicks handle it, and that could be any one of us, you know, going forward. And, you know, everybody reveres and, and respects Charles Oakley. Um and Reggie Miller, also, you know, former, former, uh, you know, Indiana Pacer Hall of Fame, great, you know, but, you know, people are pissed uh, and they feel like the owner shouldn't treat somebody, a past great, a staple of New York City in that way. I'm done with that. Today we have the great Chris Broussard. Um, we're going to talk about everything that's going on in the NBA now. The first question that I'm going to ask Chris Broussard who's an NBA analyst, used to be on ESPN. He's always talking about, my source is this, my source is that. I love him. I want to find out if his sources are actually his sources or maybe they're, uh, I don't know, imaginary friends. Uh, Maybe there's no sources. Maybe he's just got voices in his head. Um, So I'm going to get on the phone with Chris Broussard. We're going to break down the NBA, free agency, 
the LeBron James, my sources have told me that LeBron James will not be shaving his beard. My sources have also told me that LeBron James may be going back to wearing a headband. Um, I'm going to get on the phone with my man Chris Broussard. I'm a humongous fan of his since he was on ESPN. Just distinct, passionate uh, points of view on the NBA. Um just always lighthearted. You could tell he loves being an analyst. You could tell he loves basketball, and you see it whenever he's on TV or on radio talking about uh, uh, the NBA. Yo, the 18th, February 18th, me, G. Moody, live show in New Orleans. February 18th, me, G. Moody, live show in New Orleans. Yes, I said the same thing the same way twice. All right, if you want tickets, go to www. That's www.iamrapporttour.com. Um, I can't wait. I love doing the live shows. New Orleans is going to be All-Star Weekend down there. There might be special guests. There might not be special guests, okay? But there might be special guests, okay? So it's going to be fun. It's uh, late afternoon. You know in New Orleans, they party all the time, party all the time, party all the time. Shout out to Eddie Murphy. Anyway, this is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Coming up with my man Chris Broussard, NBA analyst extraordinaire. Going to break it all down right after this. Radio is headed to E3 2017. E3 is one of the biggest events for Gamertag Radio, and you don't want to miss this. Join host Danny Pena, Paris Lilly, and Peter Toledo direct from the convention center floor. What are the plans for Microsoft? We're going to see more new titles from Sony PlayStation. And how about Nintendo? Interviews, roundtable discussions, reviews, hand-on impressions, and more. E3 2017 coverage on Gamertag Radio. June 11th through the 15th. Gamertagradio.com or play.it forward slash Gamertag. All right, on the phone, my man, one of my favorite analysts, the one and only, totally unique, one-of-a-kind, Chris Broussard, NBA extraordinaire, now on Fox, used to know him on ESPN, but he's all NBA everything. Chris, how you doing, my man? I'm great, man. Thanks for the accolades. Always good to be on with you. I know you're a little down, though. Listen. It's a rough time for you right now. It's been a rough few hours, 48 hours. I can't even count the hours with this Charles Oakley thing, okay? I can't even talk about it anymore. It's driving me crazy. But 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 this is this is my first question. Before we go into the Oakley and the Knicks of it all, the question that I've always wanted to ask you, okay, is you, you're, you're, you're most famous probably for saying, my sources have told me, this. My sources have told me that. Who are these sources and do they actually exist or are they just imaginary friends? Please tell me this right now. Well, they're not imaginary friends. You know, um, I couldn't do that. But I'll tell you what, it's sources. Sources could be front office executives. It could be coaches, whether head coaches, assistant coaches. It could be other people like that work closely with the team in the organization. Um, It could be also friends of players or friends of coaches. Like, you know, let's, I'll give you an example. 
let's say there's a fight at a practice. Let's say, you know, throughout a team, Philadelphia 76ers are practicing and there's a fight between two players. Now, when the players come out after practice and talk to the media, chances are they're not going to mention that fight, right? The coach probably will say, look, don't say anything about this to the media. Right. Well, who do you think they're going to tell? Their boys, right? Uh-huh. They don't tell the media, but they'll go and talk about it with their boys. And if you're in with some of their, their guys, you know, maybe that's how you get that information. So sources could be a lot of different, you know, different types of people for different types of stories. You know, a friend of a player is not going to have breaking news on a trade necessarily. Right. But they may have, you know, stories about, you know, the inner workings of the team, who doesn't get along with who, who does get along with who, you know, whatever, how they players feel about the coaches, things like that. So those are all some different types of, of sources. Okay, so the sources isn't just Casper the Friendly Ghost. You're assuring me no. that you're not – these aren't just, these aren't <laughs> just figments exist. of your imagination. When you say my sources, these are real things, real people, viable people that you trust. Yes, real flesh and blood, no doubt, no doubt about it. All right, fair enough, no fair enough. It. Am I the only person that does a Chris Broussard impression? And if not, is mine the best in general? You are the only one I've heard as far as a public figure. Okay. And you do a great job. You do, I, I, as you know, I was at ESPN, and I was always kind of waiting for Frank Caliendo <laughs> to do me. You know, but he never, he never, I never heard him do me as an impression. Um, I heard him do Stephen A. Smith and Adam Schefter and all these other guys. So I would have really liked to have heard that. But you you are terrific as far as the Chris Broussard impression. Do you do other impressions? No, I mean, not really. I mean, I I, I can't do like a full-on uh, Broussard impression. I could, You know, I run out of gas real quick. But, you know, the, the, yeah. the, my source is this, my source is that, my sources have told me this. <laughs> you know, I, I could take that. You know, I could take that only so far. I'm not a true impressionist. All right, now let me ask you something, my man. You, right now, tell me what you would do. You understand the NBA about as good as anybody. You covered the Knicks, you know, post-Patrick Ewing. (laughs) You're a fan. You understand the business of basketball. What would you do right now? Forget the Oakley situation. What would you do right now if you were the owner of the Knicks to start fixing things up for New York basketball? I got to be honest. What I would do is I would – sit down with Phil Jackson and say, look, we got to straighten this situation with Carmelo Anthony out. We cannot have the president of the team just publicly criticizing our star player. And I understand you want to move him, but the fact that he has this no trade clause that by the way you gave him makes that, that could be impossible. He may not want to go anywhere. So you smooth it out. I want you to go out. First of all, sit down with Carmelo. Straighten everything out. And I, I got to be honest. Now, this might sound far-fetched, but if I was the owner, I would do it. You need to apologize to Melo. Right. And I'm not even, you know, for taking some of the shots. And I think, look, when he was talking to, I think it was CBS or whoever the outlet was, and he said sometimes Carmelo holds the ball too much. I think that was a bit blown out of proportion, right. you know, because that doesn't that doesn't have to be a negative criticism. You may have he may have said that to Melo, 
Right. You know, you, Mello, Mello, look, you know our offense, Mello. We got to keep it moving. I know you've been used to holding it and being, you know, holding the ball and making your move, but we want to try to keep it moving. I used to have to do this with Jordan and Kobe. I tell them the same thing. And so, you know, it may not – that doesn't have to be as bad as the media made it out. Like, oh, he's ripping Mello. Well, not necessarily. But for what he tweeted the other day right. about the Kevin Dean, or you, that's something – you need to apologize for it. So I would call to him and say, look, I want you to sit down with Melo. I can be there. But if we got to hash out. You guys are the two most important people in our franchise, and we need you on the same page. And so I would – that's what I would do. And, it, look, Phil still would want to trade Melo. And, and I would ask Melo himself, look, it, will you – are there any circumstances you'll waive the no-trade clause? And if he says, you know, no or I don't want to – you know, then you you stick with him. Right. And so, and then I would have Phil go out and talk to the press and say, look, we are no longer trying to trade Carmelo Anthony. We, you know, we explored a few things, but Melo and I have sat down and talked. And, you know, I think, look, he's a great player. He can help us. And so we're going to try to build around Melo and Christos Porzingis for the time being. And, And just put it to bed. Because the fact is, you can be out there searching for trades, but Melo can always, at the end of the day, say no. Right. Well, well, what do so you think you the reason is? What's, no man's land. Well, what do you think the reason is? I know you can't answer for him, but why do you think Phil Jackson is sort of taking this, I'm not speaking to this the press attitude, and he's just like, he doesn't deal with them at all. He, he, it just seems like we're at a standstill. Like, do you have any insight? Do you have any sources that could tell us why Phil, (laughs) you know, doesn't really act? Well, just from covering the league throughout, you know, this tenure that Phil's really a lot been a big part of the league. His personality, look, he's a great, he's been a great coach. You can't take that away from him no matter what happens in New York. But he's also been, those people that know him and have dealt with him, there's arrogance there. Mm -hmm. Okay. He feels like he's the smartest person in the world mm-hmm. or room. He's condescending. And so he doesn't really want to deal with the media on a regular basis. It's the arrogance and condescension. And you're kind of beneath me that keeps him from, you know, speaking to the media on a regular basis. But, That's the first thing. But what about, the forget the regular the basis. We know he's not going to talk on the regular basis. That's like saying, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio's not, he, he, he doesn't have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but with these big situations like this, Derrick Rose disappearing, this now thing with yeah. the, I, like, is he going to speak to the media or is it going to just be like, well, I'm never talking to you again? This is where it's James, like he'll probably talk toward the end of the year, but this is where James Dolan has to step in. Because the second reason that Phil is able to get away with this is that the Knicks enable it. Mm. If you look at the Knicks, I mean, when I covered the Knicks, Dave Checkets was president. And he didn't talk to the media on a regular basis as far as coming out. And, and really, like I always said, I covered the Nets and the Cavaliers before covering the Knicks. And those teams, you would see the GM, you would see the president on a regular basis and be able to talk with them and this and that. With the Knicks, it's more of a machine. And those guys aren't nearly as accessible as they are in other organizations. Now, Isaiah Thomas was a little more accessible. Donnie Walsh certainly was, you know, more of a people person Mm -hmm. and talking to people. 
But if you don't want to do that, the garden will not make you do it. Mm. And so I think this is a situation where you're right. Jim Dolan needs to come out and say, Phil, you have to address these situations. We can't send Jeff Hornacek out there who, when he doesn't know anything to answer these questions or, or a player. You are the head of our basketball operations. You need to take the buck stops with you. So you have to be the one to deal with these quote unquote crisis situations. You don't have to talk every week. Like, like you said, but when something big like this happens, you do need to come out and put, you know, put a positive spin on it for our franchise and deal with it. Cause the, what happens is when you don't deal with it, speculation occurs, right? you know, un- anonymous sources talk, and it just makes the organization look even worse. Now, when they're and that's, ta- what, that's what's happening. Okay. When, when, they, when they talk about this trade the other day, there are rumors, sources. What do you know about potentially trading Carmelo for Kevin Love and whoever? And, like, I'm sure there's going to have – it'll be more complicated than that. Like, what do you think? If, if you had to bet the house – and I'm sure you live in a nice one, Broussard. If you had to bet the house <laughs> on whether or not Carmelo Anthony will, will, will wind up being a Nick by the end of this season, would you bet the house or no? I, 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 look, betting the house is a big, lofty proposition, but I would bet that he remains with the Knicks. And a week ago, I felt a little bit different. But now with what's transpired since then, I think he will remain with the Knicks because, to be honest, I'm not convinced he would – even waive his no-trade clause. That's number one. Number two is that from everything I'm told, and it's from multiple sources. Yes, sir. The, the Kevin Love, this LeBron pushing, you know, for the Cavs to give up Kevin Love for, for Melo is not true. Right. And we saw LeBron come out and bash it, the, the story. And the reason he did that was because he is so upset about it because this is he's saying it's totally false it's like and it makes him look like a bad teammate right you know it makes him look yeah you know like your buddy buddying up with Kevin Love but trying to get him traded at the same time so LeBron that's why he was extra upset about it and went in the way he did on the story and on the reporter that wrote it so I don't think that that's true also because I don't think it as Melo may be a better player than Kevin Love but for the Cavaliers, right. I think that Kevin Love is a better fit. He's a better rebounder. He stretches the floor more as a three-point shooter. He's gotten comfortable in that third option role, which Melo, it would take Melo a while to adjust to that. Right, I agree. And, and you, know, you know, he's a better outlet passer. We saw that pass to LeBron when he hit the three-pointer in Washington to force overtime. So if, if I were Cleveland, I would go through this season with Love Try to win it again with him. And if we get hammered 4-1, a non-competitive 4-2 by Golden State in the finals, then I may rethink it and say, look, would we be better with, say, Carmelo Anthony and, you know, Kyle O'Quinn, who, who, who's a decent rebounder, or who, Herman Gomez or, you know, or and, and Brandon Jennings or something like that, some type of trade than we are now. But right now, if they traded for Melo, Melo for love now, 
it would take them the rest of like you have to adjust to that. I agree. You're not just going. You know what I mean? I agree. So that's, those are reasons I don't believe that it's true. Now, now, don't you think though LeBron brings this on himself when people are saying we heard about this rumor, we heard about that rumor when two or three weeks ago he came out and said I need a playmaker, I need this, I need that, and and don't he he brings that on himself because the 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 ownership and the GM over there like they're they're scrambling to 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 please <laughs> Mr. Blames. I'm sorry. Mr. James, like, so don't you think that, that he brings it on himself? And do you think that, like, what was your opinion on that, the whole thing with Charles Barkley? Because in my opinion, I mean, you know, I, I, obviously LeBron, I don't deny anything that, that he's done on the court. He's incredible. I think that he handles his celebrity and his fame as good as you can. I love that he's outspoken, but like not following, uh, unfollowing the Cavaliers last year and then getting offended yeah. When the reporter says, hey, why aren't you following the team that you play for, that you went home to play for? Like, he acts like he does these things, these little these little pouting things, and then, you know, gets all, you know, righteous when people ask him about it. So, like, didn't he yeah, bring that I on himself? Like, when he says he wants to yeah. play? Go ahead. He, he, he does bring some of it on himself. Like, there, like, Richard Jefferson has said it, and he's a teammate, obviously, of LeBron's. He said LeBron thrives in adversity. The people in the Cavaliers organization will tell you that as a team, and look, they they take on the personality of their best player, who's LeBron, obviously. So they believe that the Cavaliers as a team cannot handle prosperity. And when things are going well, they're a little uncomfortable. Mm. So, But when they're in an adverse situation, uh. that's when they're at their best. And look, up to Christmas or through Christmas Day, Everything was going great for the Cavs, right? They're winning. There's no arguing. There's no bickering. There are no rumors. They beat Golden State on Christmas Day. Everything's good. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, that's when LeBron started, you know, saying a few things about we, we need this, we need that. And they, they lose six of eight during that stretch. Beautiful. But after it, they come out and begin. Now they're playing well again. Mm. And so – there is some feeling that, like you said, LeBron does bring this on himself and maybe kind of create situations mm. like this. I don't want to say it's a, it's 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 interesting. I mean, it's an odd thing, but they have proven to play better when their backs are against the wall. You remember? I mean, they're three three one down the Golden State, obviously, and they win the next three. Look at LeBron back in Miami. They're down 3-2 to Boston, going to Boston when he won his first championship. Right. And he wins that series, you know, with two monster games. So um, that's the feel. But I, I'm with you. He does say some things, do some passive-aggressive things that do, you know, lead to drama within his own team. Um, and so, yeah, that can lead other people to speculate different things and, and maybe lead to false stories being put out there. At a certain point, LeBron's going to be done. You know, everybody retires. I mean, it was like a shock to the system to see Kobe Bryant go. It's like you yeah. just think one way or another he'll be playing, even if he's hurt. At the end of the day, when LeBron goes, whether it's in five years, four years, I hope he plays as long as he wants. Because as much as I break his chops, you know, I want guys to have great careers, to have healthy careers. Yeah. Who's going to be the person when LeBron goes that me and you are going to be chirping and chiming about? Who's going to be the next guy? You know, like, you know, wow. like right now it's like LeBron is the guy. Steph Curry's below the radar. You know, he's, he's a star. He's yeah, one of my yeah. favorites, but he doesn't stir the pot. 
You know, he's not in controversy. Durant, you know, even though he gets in there. But, like, who's going to be the guy that's going to that's gonna have the most people talking on the podcast, who's going to have the most people talking on Fox Sports and the most people talking on the NBA? Who's going to be that next guy who, like, well, sort of— Well, I would have a, a year ago— I would have said, and I think all of us would have said Steph Curry. Right. Right? Because he was clearly en route. Not that he would have been as good as Michael Jordan, but he was doing stuff that was Jordan-esque. His three-point shooting, the way they were winning, it was, I mean, he was bringing in the casual fan. The the NBA fan is going to be there no matter what. Right. Steph and Jordan brought in casual fans you know that woman at the office who doesn't even like the nba but she hears everybody talking about the big game right you know so she tunes in so but now that kevin durant has gone to golden state he's a better all-around player and steph doesn't have to do as much and he's not you know he doesn't really have the when you bring in another great player you don't have the room to do as much as you can do and i think he likes that yeah, I do. I think he's able to drive to the arena without the pressure of knowing I got to drop 30 every night. Right. You know, and we can win even if I am not at the absolute top of my game. So I would have said, Steph, now I would say you got a look, if he stays healthy, Joel Embiid. Mm. But, but for the casual, like, to be the man, the man, the man, I mean, do you really think, like, he'll well, be the guy that we'll be talking about, like, that 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 that, that transcendent has, guy? I don't know if he can be transcendent, but he has the, the, beyond the game, he has the personality. Right. You know, he's on Instagram, he's funny, he's almost like a little Shaq. Right. So, I he could be, he's a candidate. I think Carl Anthony Towns mm-hmm. in Minnesota is a candidate. Um, obviously it's a league full of guards. I don't, you know, by the time, like you said, if LeBron got say three more years or two more years after this as a top five player by then, I don't know what guy it's going to be. I don't know if any of these current guys, like Durant will be a little older himself, right? Mm -hmm. Westbrook will be a little older. I think Kyrie, Mm. I see. Kyrie has the game. He's got the most street ball type game in the league. Best but it, handle. But he's like the street know. ball. He's like this street ball dude. And I say this, and I love him, but like this nerd personality. And I think it's great. Yeah. I think it such a breaks the stereotypes of what you think of he a guy. Like the way yeah. he's, he's a suburban kid. His yeah. game is sick, but he's a suburban. Because he's actually from near where I live. You know, New York. I live in South Orange, New Jersey. He's in West Orange, New Jersey. Right. So right there. So yeah, he's a suburban kid. That's a that's a great great point. Um, so I don't. That's a great look. It, it might be somebody in college, right? Now. Right. You know, it might be Lonzo Ball from UCLA, or right. you know, I don't know if you know, Fult, this Fault kid from Washington be on that level, but um, yeah, it, it's and I think look, I would love for Steph to kind of reemerge as what he was last year. Um, but I just don't know if there's the room for any one player on that team 
to just be completely dominant. And, and, and I, I think that the storyline will but, always be the Durant, the Westbrook of it, you know, you know, because if they don't lose, then they blew it and Durant shouldn't have went there. I just think that yeah. like the, the, the storylines, I think Steph, you know, he's always going to be exciting and have that lovable quality. And he's, you know, he's a regular sized dude, which always helps. Yeah. But I think at this point, it's it's just about is Durant a good guy? Is he a bad guy? And, and, and all that. I'm going I'm to let you go. But going back to my Knicks. Free agency next year, because this year's a wash. We're either going to make the yeah. playoffs, we're not going to make the playoffs, but you know, you know, there's not going to be any magic that happens like in 99 yeah. where we somehow are an eighth seed and make it to the finals. Who, who are the guys, uh, um, you know, going into next season, the free agents that, that the Knicks should be sniffing around? Let's assume Carmelo stays and Phil Jackson stays and everybody goes on a yoga retreat. Who would be the free agents that the Knicks <laughs> should be thinking about like that could really help a team? Like realistically. Well, yeah. And and you you hit it on the head as far as let's say Melo stays around. Okay. The guy I would be targeting is Melo. If I'm if I got Melo, okay, then I'm trying to win now, right? Or at least be, you know, a second, third round playoff team now. I'm the guy I'm going after is Chris Paul. Mm. And I know he's a little older and people might feel like, well, that's not a move for the future. But if I have Carmelo Anthony, I'm trying to get Chris Paul. We know they're good friends. And I'm not saying I think the best chance is that Chris will stay with the Clippers. Mm -hmm. But that's a team that is not really going anywhere. And Golden State's not going anywhere. You're going to have to go through them. So you might – I know Chris likes New York. Obviously, he's close with Melo. I think he'd be a guy that would be good for Porzingis and Melo, you know, and distribute the ball where it needs to be. So he would be a guy that I would go to go for okay. in free agency. Okay. Um, you know, there's talk about a Kyle Lowry, but I think he's going to stay in Toronto. And I like Lowry, but I don't know. I, I'd rather have Chris Paul. Drew Holiday. Drew is tough. But Drew hasn't been able to stay healthy. Drew in New Orleans, yep. very good point guard, but hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, but I, I would set my sights on Chris Paul, and I'm not saying you can definitely get him, but I think you got a you got a decent shot. My last question: It's early February. Again, you got to bet the house. Who's winning the NBA championship? Assuming everybody stays healthy, everybody is yeah, as is. Yeah. I've got Golden State. Look, I picked them in the preseason, and I see no reason to step off of that now. Um, I feel like the Cavaliers have a shot. I'm not going to completely write them off. But I think their only shot, like this is what has to happen for them to win it. LeBron James and, to a lesser extent, Mm. Kyrie Irving have to have historic series. Mm. Like just phenomenal series. And lift Cleveland over a team that's better than it is. Mm. And look, that's what they did last year. Yeah. Golden State was a better team. Yep. But Cleveland with LeBron going for back to back 41s in the triple double in the finals, Kyrie outplaying Steph Curry. And look, Durant hasn't been bad, but he's had times on the big stage where he hasn't played up to his capabilities. Right. You know, um, Steph. Steph hasn't been bad in the finals, but he hasn't been regular season Steph in the finals. Do, do you think and that so, he's been worn out? or, or it's, I don't believe it's the pressure. I feel like last year he was just like he ran out of gas. Well, and then the question is, 
how bad was that knee injury? You know, and some people look that are close to him will tell you it was it was hindering him quite a bit. You know, other he has never come out and used it as an excuse. Um, so I think that could have been a factor. I also think, look, I think his first year he should have been the MVP. Mm-hmm. Andre Godala was great, but he's a role player. Mm-hmm. And the Cavs weren't even guarding him at the three-point line. Mm-hmm. Steph averaged 26.6 assists, five rebounds. And people thought that was bad. I mean, right. come on, that, that's great. So I thought he should have won it the first year. Last year, I, look, Cleveland gets physical with him. They, the refs allow you to be a little more physical in the playoffs. He was bumping. You know, they bumped Steph, you know, when he's coming off screens, coming around. Not that other teams don't try to do it, but Cleveland has the personnel to do it. And so I think that's a factor. And, and then he going through the playoffs, like, look, last year, you know, you had to go through OKC in the conference finals, which, you know, they gave them obviously all they wanted. Right. And then the finals, you, you go with Cleveland. So uh, I think, though, I don't think he was too worn out because, look, he only played about 33 minutes a game last year. Right. They blew so many teams right. out. So right. um, he's been good. There's, there's a misconception out there that he's actually been bad in the finals. He hasn't been bad. He just hasn't been what he what he was or what we're used to seeing in the regular season. All right, Chris, tell my fans, because I know they'll love it, because my fans uh, uh, like my crazy takes on sports. You got a new podcast that, that, that that's killing it. Can you can you tell Can you tell the people the name of it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's called In the Zone with Chris Broussard, and it's a an NBA based podcast. Uh, we have Michael Mike on, you know, a couple weeks ago to defend the Knicks' honor. Yes. Um, I think he might want to take some of that back. Though, oh after my God! Recently, <laughs> we need part two. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But uh, In the Zone, you can download it on iTunes um, and also SoundCloud. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. We mix in some hip hop elements and stuff. So. I think the fans will enjoy it. Yeah, we got to have an all hip hop conversation because because that's like a whole other a whole other thing that I think we could click on. Yes, yes. All right, yo, I'm gonna let you go. I'm sure this has been a crazy a crazy few days with all the NBA and the Oakley of it all. I appreciate you coming on. You know, I'm a humongous fan, and anytime you want me on your joint, I'm I'm on there, Chris. Same same here, man. Anytime you need me, let me know. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next movie. Yep. You know, and, yep. and seeing you on the big screen. But uh, love you, man, and, and we'll talk soon. Love you too, my man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bro. Thank you, Chris. The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattress, an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. You could try a Casper mattress for 100 nights risk-free in your home. If you do not love it, they will pick it up and refund you everything. With over 20,000 reviews online and an average of 4.8 stars, Casper is quickly becoming the Internet's most popular mattress. They have sheets. They have pillows. They even have doggy beds. Go to Casper.com. Save $50 towards any mattress purchased by visiting www.casper.com forward slash Rappaport. Use the promo code Rappaport. Try a Casper mattress 100 nights risk-free in your home. If you don't love it, they will pick it up and refund you everything. Go to www.casper.com forward slash Rappaport. All right. I want to thank my guest, Chris Broussard, Fox Sports NBA analyst. Um, friend of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. I got to get him on here to have an all Chris Broussard 
hip hop conversation because he's a hip hop head. Um, again, yo, we're going to be doing the damn thing live February 18th at the Joy Theater. Tickets are available at www.iamrapaporttour.com. Me, G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. Again, we may have some special guests, we may not. But I'd hedge on the side of special guests. It's NBA All-Star Weekend. A lot of celebrities, a lot of ball players, a lot of people go down there. You do the math. It's the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Yo, I appreciate the support. Rate, review us, give iTunes the business, okay? For some reason, they don't give us the love we deserve, and our numbers are undeniable. All right? It's the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. My name is Michael Rapport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the Human Phlegm Machine. Um, and I'm out.